Hey, welcome to Mentally Chill. It's your host, Kristen, here with the guy that we had. The, the guy. He's a man <laughs> and the guy and a comedian and super funny and was actually on the second show that we ever did ever. So KT Tatara's here. Hey, hey thanks for coming. I'm here. You're yes. here. I'm a man and a guy. <laughs> I'm very offended that you... <laughs> I already categorized you as as some sort of sex. Like it's you're not a fluid sex. You are just a man, and I <laughs> apologize for doing that. You didn't that. use my preferred pronoun. Um, <laughs> right. My preferred pronoun is Sir Cunt of Your. Oh, actually. yes. Can we yes. cross on this? I'm that sorry. was that's your email address. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> at uh, gov or dot gov or something. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so you were here for the second ever show we did. The first ever guest that we had. Wow. And so you that's a big honor. I didn't even realize that. Maybe I did at the time. I I, I didn't realize. It. So I feel yeah. special. Well, you are you are very special and uh and Stevie and I were kind of we were like, "Wow, well, we don't know. Should we have guests? Should we not?" Then we had you and then we were like, "Definitely not having more guests." <laughs> no, that was bad. That was wrong. My bad. But we titled your episode "Let's Hear It for the Boy." Which, oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, which is so dumb because I remember Stevie wrote to me and um I I had I've been doing another podcast for a long time, but I've not been in charge at all of uploading it or putting like oh, giving yeah. it a title or anything. And so this was the first kind of time. So the first episode, Stevie was like, "What should we call it?" And um, I was kind of she thought I was very good with like coming up with names or like slogans or yeah. being witty or whatever. So um, I thought "Hello, Cruel World" was a good opener. And then our second show. That sounds like a Black Mirror episode title or something. But that's kind of like how we feel like our lives were yeah. and are or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then uh, your show came. And then she's like, what should we call it? And I was trying to think of something witty so badly. And I could I could think of nothing. And so then I came up with Let's Hear for the Boy. And I think Steve was like, eh. But then after that, she started naming them. And it made so much more sense because she'd name them like the topic of what we were actually talking about. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't have to be like witty all the time. Yeah. Not that let's hear it for the boy was witty at all. <laughs> but when you were here, um, we're not going to go back over and we're not going to get back into your psyche and like wear you out of wear you out mentally or emotionally. Okay. Um, and if I say we're, it's because I do feel this weird thing just saying I because this was not just my show. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry for I say we or our show or whatever. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird thing. So I'm not going to do that. But just for everyone as a rundown in case you guys didn't yeah. hear KT. Sure. You had been on antidepressants yeah. at one point. You haven't been for a long time. Yeah. You bought, well, yeah. you lost both of your parents. Yeah. Um, all that, all that like boohoo shit. <laughs> you've done, you've I'm been there. <laughs> you are a victim. <laughs> so much more than yeah. I am. So I feel like, uh, like such a baby, well, but. Yeah, I mean, I can just uh, do the rundown, I guess. Um, Refresh people as why they should respect yeah. you as a depressed person. <laughs> why am Validate, I allowed to talk about this? Qualify yourself, yeah. Man, I don't... I think, you know, it's weird. It's like even since being on the podcast last time, you know, you know I'm still in therapy, so it's like, uh, you know, even then I've kind of made some realizations, since then made some realizations or something like, like that. Like I shouldn't have done that podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the things. Um, no, like basically when I was a kid, uh, my parents were never divorced, but my dad was gone a lot. So I think there was some kind of neglect. And it's one of those things where you don't realize how much it affects you until you're older. Because people say like, oh, boohoo, like neglect. It's like my dad hit me or someone stabbed me or whatever when I was a kid. And it's like physical abuse is definitely harmful, but emotional abuse through, you know, 
was that gaslighting? I feel like I just learned that like last year or whatever, you know, it's like, but mental abuse through either direct or indirect, the lack of a compassion or a parent or something like that creates you the system of like you wanting to gain approval or gain that empathy or whatever through your parents and stuff like that. So that has its own effects and people respond to that differently. So I guess my dad wasn't around a lot. Um, you know, so through, Whatever I saw between my parents, you know, either my dad just ignoring me, ignoring my mom, them not getting along, my dad being gone all the time, um, kind of culminated in, in, in like around middle school time. I got really angry, and I think that was the combination of my dad being gone. You were gone. such a cliche. I know, the right? middle school teen angst stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like that doesn't happen anymore, though. I feel like all these kids growing up all what? happy. What? No, the store hot topic still exists, so That's that means there's still teen angst. I feel like, well, you know what? It just feels like it's less than it was before. Maybe not. Maybe I just don't hang out with teenagers enough. Yeah, I think I really think that's what it is. Because, well, I guess I need to hang out with teenagers more, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> be your creepy dude. Shit, but you also look like you might fit in because you're very young looking. So no. I would, you would, that's the thing. If you wanted to be a creep, you totally could be because no one would just go, ooh, out. what's that guy doing with them? Yeah. It'd be like, oh, friends. I know. Walking well, down the street. The back of my hair is thinning a little bit. You can't see it you right now on the podcast. It, it's I fluff it up good, but it's thinning in the crown area. So I feel like I would just, uh, if I wear a hat or something, no one know. Or if I took it off, everyone would be Let like, me th- oh, Can you turn kid's, around real quick? The kid's growing bo- Let me see. Bald. I'm going to verify if oh, this is, like, is in your head. Or... Can you see? It's moved up a lot. A tiny bit. Here's a thing. It's okay. I'm a 38. I'm okay with it. I'm ready to look it's older. Ti- it's tiny. It looks like a colic, which is, I'm sure, what it is. So No, it's definitely been thinning. Well, yeah. I think what's... So I for dudes, when your hair thins, yeah. good, fine, whatever. That's part of your life. Like, yeah. you don't get your period, so in yeah. place of it, you, you don't know bald. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting... Well, this could reveal some very embarrassing information. When, oh, I, lived, yeah. when I lived in Chicago, um, my friend... Brandon Dermer, who's now a very successful director. Okay. Um, and I have to say he's a very su- successful director because of how embarrassing the video was that I did with him. So I was 21 or something. Yeah. And he did a, uh, he had a production company called D-Mob Productions, D-M-O-B. And they were like these skateboarder boys who were just, you know, thought they were really funny and uh, just whatever. They yeah. were very passionate about these silly videos they would do. And one video sketch type of comedy short they did was called Ass Periods. Ass Periods. And so I played the girlfriend and he and I wished that he would get his period. And, and then it, he got and an my ass wish period. came true and he had an ass period. <laughs> And it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but I think that's it, actually called colitis. That's a real. <laughs> yeah. That's actually really. It's good. IBS. It's Crohn's yeah. disease. You can actually get bloody shits. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah. But anyway, sorry. So you were an emo emo teen. Yeah. So I was really angry then, and I was angry at my parents and hated everybody, and you know, started smoking weed or you know, trying to find drug, doing drugs and stuff like that, and um, and I just say that all that because I think there was. If stuff had gotten resolved then, I always wonder, it's like, man, if I had just gone to like therapy when I was in like sixth grade or seventh grade, definitely I would have not responded like, oh, this is great. You know what I mean? I definitely would have been cussing out the therapist or been, you know, not wanting to say anything, you know, you're, a teen, you're preteen or whatever. But I think it's just a combination of moving right before seventh grade, my biological predisposition, my parents, the whole situation, my grandpa, um, 
had I think also some traumatic stuff happened when I was young that I didn't realize was so traumatic. Like my grandpa got a stroke while we were driving when I was like eight years old. Like I was in the front seat, my grandpa. So he had a stroke. We pulled over. Luckily, he was able to like pull the car over, goes to the hospital and dies. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Story. And so yeah. it's like that gets set into your brain when you're eight. And it's like I had this guilt of like, oh, I killed. I thought it was my fault. Some reason, You know, and yeah. all this. And so then a couple years later, my grandma has like almost like a heart attack or something like that. We're like in, at the beach or something where it came in islands. I don't know. We went to like family vacation. The polar thing. opposite of what should happen at the beach. Yeah. It's a beach I'm week. I'm swimming you know, with my grandma yeah. and all of a sudden she's like drowning or something oh and she's going like, help, help. And some lifeguard came out. I was like 10 years old. I'm all chubby. You I have had like had a, a really traumatic. <laughs> but see, but, well, I want to say is those things at the time, I didn't get panicky traumatized. But I realized when I got older, those things like fuck with your brain yeah. and like reset your wiring. And then so fast forward when I'm 22, my mom dies out of nowhere. It's like the rug gets pulled out from underneath me. And then all that shit that was in there, like hypochondriac of like my parent, you know, yeah. my mom Something, died. My grandparents going to go wrong. Yeah, yeah. All that just came Mur to the you're surface. You're a Murphy's Law. You have to be a Murphy's Law type. I mean, because you saw well, it all go, go wrong. wrong, we'll yeah. Go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that that kicked in, but I wasn't prepared. Like, I hadn't been living like that. I had been living a real angry, like, who cares about all this kind of stuff as kind of pushing it away. And so when that kicked in, then it was like fighting off the depression and the anxiety. So for then years, I like smoked weed and just didn't talk about it and buried it and tried to gain some strength from by ignoring it. And then by the time I got to like 29, I just started having like crazy anxiety. And like yeah. a lot of people that knew me like didn't see that or didn't know that because like I would be kind of composed on the outside, but inside I'd be panicking. Sometimes I would just leave shows like I'd be at a show and I'd just like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong with you? I'm just, I, I can't be here. And people don't, and I, I honestly thought before that when I was, if you had asked me in high school or even college before my mom died do you believe in anxiety or whatever? I mean, that's bullshit, man. You just, you just wimpy. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I would have been like, that's bullshit. Like you just can't come on, man. Tough. And I, I didn't understand that how it can be so encompassing or your whole body, like how, I don't know what the right word is. It's just, it, it can it, take over your body physically. It, it's, it's crazy what anxiety can do. Like it can age you quicker. <laughs> yeah. it's that your brain is so tight into the rest of your body. Yeah, exactly. So the physical things coming, and I just never, unfortunately, never understood that until I experienced it. And then that's when like the depression and all that stuff really started um, that I had just buried for a long time from, you know, middle school time, from my mom dying when I was 22. That was just you know, blossoming, it just bubbled up and was bubbling over. And so then yeah. I was like, man, I got to go to therapy. So I started going to therapy when whatever, I guess it's been, I'm 38 now. And those, so I was 29. So nine years, I guess. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So started going to therapy. Um, I didn't want to take medication at first, tried like lots of vitamins and doing different things and talk therapy and whatever. And then eventually did, um, go on medication for three years, um, on Lexapro and, um, I, I felt like it, it, it helped me, and then I weaned off of it for like nine months, and uh, I've been off of it now for a couple of years, I guess, since the last time I said it, but it's like almost two years, um, and I feel like even it took another year after taking the last little bit of a pill to still kind of get readjusted. Yeah. Um, well, I'm kind of going through that right now because I've been on antidepressants for about five years and I just got off of mine about two and a half months ago or yeah. started 
tapering off. I've now yeah. been off of it for probably like straight up for like a month or something. Yeah. And and I thought because I didn't think it was doing much when I was on it after yeah. Stevie died. I kind of just I I felt like I don't know if maybe I plateaued or whatever it was. Yeah. But I just felt like it wasn't doing anything for me. And then it was like one of those things like don't bite the hand that feeds you. I was like, you're not doing anything for me. And now I'm off of it and I'm like struggling really badly to yeah. wake up in the morning and to feel like motivation to do anything. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I realized now it was doing something. Yeah, for no, me. definitely after I got off of it and definitely after the months went on after being off of it, I was like, I definitely now you have a comparison because, yeah, when you if you get on gradually get into it. And it's kind of smooth and then you make some progress, but then, yeah, you feel like you do plateau or something. You're at that point where, well, do I just keep raising the medication level and people advise, you know, either direction, I guess, on that. But yeah, you feel like, okay, maybe it's not doing that much. Yeah, yeah I did a little like, bit, but I'm okay. It's kind of like when you're with your parents and they're like telling you, to, you're like, mom and dad, I don't need you. Well, I'm sorry <laughs> to use this example because your no, parents okay. are here. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. But it is kind of the thing of yeah. like you know oh i don't need you guys and yeah. then you leave and you're like mom dad yeah help. well yeah no and that's i mean that's that's true everyone feel that's part of the reason why that stuff probably kicked in for me is because you know definitely as an angry 13 year old i wish my parents dead and cussed my mom out and tell her i wish it was she was dead and all that shit and then when it happens it's like oh fuck you feel like you're responsible you know well it's funny because i I typed in your name. I Googled your name. Oh, shit. Because I was like, should maybe, like, I think I'm, I should do more promoting of the people that are going to be on my show. And I want to, like, put a stand up clip of yours, like, like on my tweet, on my tweet, oh, on my tweeter. On your tweeter. Yeah. On my tweeter. That sounded dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put your comedy clips all over my tweeter. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to, I, you know, post something for on Thursday when the show comes out. Anyway, so uh, I looked at your images online. Oh, no. Oh, very came up? interesting. You had highlights. Oh, yeah. I, I almost lost respect for you. I was <laughs> like, you know what? This whole time I liked KT. And now I see he had blonde tips. Oh, yeah. I, I missed that. I will I would have it back in a second. Do my, not, ha my hair's too thin. I'll, it's thinning out on top. I can't, it can't handle it. It'll break I'll, off. I'll take, I'll take your episode down if you ever do it again. Ah, that's okay. Never, so, ever do it again. Hey, so, you know what? I don't like that. That's negative. <laughs> I judge. Hey. It's part of what makes me me. You know what? People like you judge too. I liked it. You know, but I'm a kind of do what you want kind of person. People wear all sorts of weird shit. And I'm like, listen, I would never do that, but I'm not going to tell you not to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I am the type to do that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to be in a world where there's tips, where there's blonde tips, like a, like a 1998 Justin Timberlake yeah. tips. I mean, maybe back then, like back then I didn't yeah, you like gotta it, remember. It was, but it's 2018. Yeah, people liked it. Well, yeah, that, those pictures, I had that in 2004, yeah, 2005. Yeah, no, I know, right? I know, I know, I yeah. know. So I'll give you the pass of the date, like if it Honestly, was now. Honestly, that was actually probably the best thing for me because I had moved to LA in 2003 and so I had this poofy like. Do you mind if I post the picture? Yeah, I guess if you want to. I okay. don't even know which picture it is, but yeah, in 2003, you. 4, 5, um, I guess 4, 5, I moved in LA, my hair was shorter, but Here 2004, 5, 6. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's a good yeah. one. There you go. I mean, you look adorable, and that. then you got the blonde. Yeah, I was like, 24 there. Yeah, of course. You're 24. You're going to do that kind of stuff. That's yeah. the. But that's that was, it was recognizable. You know, honestly, sometimes I feel like it's it's still better to have that. You well, stand I, out. If I'm I, just like some Asian guy, everyone's like, oh, but if I'm, I'd always meet somebody, and then if I hit him up for a spot or something, I'm like, hey, it's KT, you know, the guy with the <laughs> blonde afro, you know, whatever. And then they're like, oh, yeah. They're like, Asian guy with the blonde highlights, we know him. It's you know a good I mean? way to get remembered and, 
and then also a good way to not get dates with well maybe with the <laughs> with the right people anyway so you said something a few minutes ago that was um a really good se- segue and i oh, and okay. i should have jumped on it not that the rest of the conversation wasn't worth yeah. it but you said something where the anxi- well, anxiety is not real i don't believe yeah. you kind of thing so that's what i wanted to talk about for today's show because um this girl on twitter uh shelby carlisle I think I said her name right. Daddy underscore score Car Carlisle, which I'm confused about the daddy part of the name. Oh. But anyway, Shelby uh, tweeted me and she said, how do you feel about Nicole Arbor's depression video? And I saw the tweet and I was like, oh, Nicole Arbor, Nicole Arbor. And then all of a sudden I went, oh, Nicole Arbor. Oh, OK. <laughs> I know I have a feeling I know what this video is going to be. So um, I'm going to play a teeny tiny bit of it. Uh so if wait, you but do, yeah, you, you if, right before we started recording, you said that she is the one who did the dear fat people video. Yep, so she's like the dear fat people. Um, like I tell it how it is kind of yeah. girl. <laughs> but the thing is with her. So I a long time ago when I first moved to L.A. and was doing comedy, I wanted to be a tell it like it is girl. Yeah. But I was self-aware enough to know that I am not likable enough to be the <laughs> tell it like it is girl. And I don't think Nicole Arbor is. I mean, if I wasn't likable, she wasn't, you know, she's really not <laughs> likable. So I think my, the thing with her is that she, you know, she doesn't take into account, you know, um, people's experiences and like mm. what it's like to live with certain things and blah, blah, blah. And so I think she speaks a lot of the time from an ignorant point of view. She's never been fat, but I get, so I get, I'm the type yeah. of person who's like, yeah, you shouldn't be, you should not be obese. If you are obese, uh, you shouldn't flaunt it. Like these are curves. This is a, it's a health issue. Those aren't curves. Like I, I do think that way, but I also am not going to make a video and say, dear fat people, it's all your fault because you don't know what's going on with that person inside the person, you know, I'm, I'm not going to undermine how they handle stress or how they were brought up. Maybe when they were a child, their, their mom overfed them and they've struggled with their weight their whole life because it's just genes or something. I mean, there's people that, yeah, there's so many factors that she doesn't take into account yeah. well that it's based on like it's all just you know how mentally strong you are and you're choosing not to you're you're just like being mentally weak on purpose or something and like she that. thinks she, because she is mentally strong everyone else should be right. mentally strong or everyone ha- yeah everyone has the same capabilities or whatever but it doesn't like you're saying it doesn't f- take into consideration if you're already starting at a certain point based on your, your just genetics or your environment and obviously the combination of both which that's on my belief everyone always talks about nature and nurture i think everything is a combination of nature and nurture and you everyone has a particular combination of those two things but for every different circumstance right so it's like you don't know what some other person's combination is and you so to kind of say it's all just nurture it's all nature you're just leaving out half the story or something like that so, absolutely so yeah. i think she doesn't take into account any of that so um this depression video she did is is called why depression is all in your head and she put depression in quotations <laughs> um she probably thinks like alcoholism isn't real and like they're just you know people that are lazy or something like that yeah I've heard people yeah. say that yeah. yeah exactly so i'm gonna just play a few seconds of you know 30 seconds of it okay um, real quickly all right let's see if this works with the microphone issue let's all right. see this is a high te- high tech right now. How I'm <laughs> holding my computer to this microphone. Oh, and I have the volume on. Oh no, I'm holding you accountable for your own feelings and for your own life. 
Holy fuck! Oh shit! Look at our lives! We have amazing technology. Grocery stores full of food. And seats that heat up your butt in the winter. Hey. Or if you're a genius like me, you turn on the heat seat and keep your fast food warm. <sighs> and yet we are the most depressed that humans have ever been in the history of the world. Bean, by the way. <laughs> all in our heads. Depression is a chemical imbalance in your head. You can't just fix it. But you can. First, our brains are made of chemicals that are always changing balances. Sometimes when you have more of one chemical than another, then you can have depression symptoms. However, our brains are always changing, and we can change our brains. Yeah, yeah. Do something fun, get a nice hit of dopamine. I like to think of myself as a dopamine dealer. <laughs> being depressed isn't the same as being sad. It's a real thing. Oh, I know. It feels like a ton of bricks is your blanket. I know every single argument that people are gonna throw at me about how depression is so hard and you can't just beat okay. it and you can't just get so, over it. So now I'm just gonna skip to the end because it's like basically that for like way too long of a time. <laughs> um. Yourself. Stop eating garbage. Pay attention to the way you actually feel after watching those shows. I guarantee you're gonna feel more anxiety and depressed and maybe even have a hard time sleeping. Garbage. You can't consume garbage and expect to be healthy. I just picked a to go to Gretchen and it made me happy. <laughs> such a grumpy old dick. Garbage. Step three. Find something to be excited about. Going on a vacation. Meeting up with friends because that's Okay, that's where I have to stop it. So <laughs> that's where I that's where I get pissed. So uh actually I need to open my computer back up because oh. I will need this. But um so she uh I I see everything that she's doing. Like I get it. Yeah. But and so she claims that she was depressed and took all these actions to have something to look forward to and to start eating healthy. But that's not that's not do you what's your what's your take on it before I go before I go on my rant? Yeah. It just comes off like a 10th graders version of like how to solve problems. Exactly. You know, it's just like it's just simple. Just do that. I mean, I feel like I talk like that when I was in like high school. It's like it's a simple thing. Just do this, don't do that. Done. What do you even what's your problem? You know what I mean? Like it it but I think a lot of people that think so uh, firmly on things like that being like, yeah, if you just did this, if you just go outside, just eat healthy or whatever, boom, problem solved. You'll be happy. And like, it's so easy and simple like that. Either they haven't experienced the depth of, you know, depression or anxiety or whatever, like that it hasn't like really had hold of them strong enough that they're to realize that it's not just that easy of just say it and just do it. Like as if people hadn't thought that themselves, like, right. Oh shit, really? Just, <laughs> Shit, just fucking work out, and I'll be like cool, or like, hey, just like smile and like. Wait, you mean oh. like, you mean if I if I get off the couch and have something to look forward to, I'll find meaning to life? <laughs> yeah, it's just like I'll be cured that quickly. You know, it's it's like. Do you think? Do you think that people who have killed themselves, it really wasn't that like people have killed themselves. It's not like people have just gone not not gone to work or stopped hanging out with their friends. Many many. Uh, thousands of people every single year kill themselves because of this affliction and and her making it out to not be real i think basically that kind of stuff short so, so short-sighted yeah sorry to cut you off like right on <laughs> your last three words no, perfect um like yeah no i i think what it is is it's it's only gonna really be effective for an extremely small amount of people basically if you're Ju you're on you're mildly depressed i don't even know how to put it it's like you're just very upset you're not really like in the kind of clinical depression or overwhelming anxiety depression like where it's really fucking up your life and you're you know every second of your day and and mental state 
where you're just kind of like, eh, and you're just kind of bored, you're lethargic, you're kind of, you don't have much direction, you're just, um, you know, you're mildly there, then yeah, maybe something like this can snap you out of it. But for the most part, like, you know, addressing it, it was like, oh, just, just don't do that. Like, I've heard people talk about that with like alcoholism too, which I, I think there's got to be some genetic component that you're disp- you're, you're, it's a lot harder for you to be able to do these things because genetically, you're going to gravitate to these things or respond to these things yeah. differently. So it's I not as too. easy as just, Hey, don't do that. For like, sure. oh, okay. Like I was talking to a friend the other day and I, I was just saying how grateful I am because I have, it's like, we're both like the two of us were just saying, we don't have problems with addiction. We just don't, yeah. we don't get addicted to pills. We don't get addicted to, to alcohol. We've yeah. never been into drugs and we're, lucky because we were afflicted with many other things yeah like we got our own shit but luckily that was not one of them and i know it's it's not in like it's not in me genetically it's not because i didn't make a choice to do that stuff it's just i've like i've you know had um the opportunity to become addicted to you know xanax or whatever yeah. and it just doesn't do it for me yeah. or you know in my brain so well, i don't need things, it so I some think people, some people they weren't really genetically disposed, but they made some choices that got them down the wrong path. You know, maybe they're upset. Maybe they had something happen to them. They take a pain pill, you know, they get injured and then they go, okay, I'll just do this, which at the time that choice in and of itself wasn't really that bad. But now you're down a dangerous path where, oh, I need another one. I need then Now you're taking 20 Xanax. Now you're doing this or same thing with, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll do coke. I'll just smoke crack. I'll just smoke well, meth one is, time. I Next think... thing you know, now you are physically dependent and now you are an addict. Right. And you weren't necessarily predisposed as a little kid, but now you're, you're down that path too much that you have changed your body chemistry that way. Yeah. And I feel like people like her, they have a tolerance for what they would do and what no one else would do. So I know someone who used to work in the medical field and had zero tolerance for overweight people Mm. and for and uh and so he had no tolerance for that but then would go out and do drugs (laughs) and so he but he was disgusted by fat people yeah you know but then it's like so you're you're allowed to do drugs and be you know because that doesn't make you a burden on society in your mind but because fat people are a burden there you're gonna it's like you can when you're someone like nicole arbor i feel like you pick and choose Who's allowed to feel what and when yeah. and how and I hate when she tries to bring up like science like your brain's made up of chemicals. Yeah. It's okay. Like, and my oh, by God. the way, it's like she's like your brain's made up of chemicals. First of all, her lips, her <laughs> lipstick is pure chemicals, and she's wearing too much of it to do a depression video. I get you want to look pretty on camera, but if you're gonna talk like you want to look appropriate for the topic or something, like she's like I'm gonna do my hair and I'm gonna do my lipstick and I. And by the way, if you guys watch the video, which you just type in Nicole Arbor depression, um, she's sitting on the world's ugliest couch. And I think that restarted my depression. That's how ugly that couch was. Yeah. But um, so it's yeah, it's well, it's very dismissive. The attitude and the temperament and just the whole disposition of it of like uh, because it's like who she talking to the main audience for this. All right. Is actually, unfortunately, people that are not depressed. But are kind of like that doctor you're saying. It's like that want to just be angry at depressed people. Like, oh, pff, come on, God. So it's a way to almost reinforce these held beliefs. It's, it's like, oh, yeah, they are like that. And so people watching are like, yeah, fucking, why don't they just do that? What the fuck's wrong with them? Have it's you not seen- like a real depressed person's watching going like, oh, okay, thank you, Nicole. Right. Like, Have you seen American Psycho? 
yeah. with Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one That's of my old fa- movie. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, super old, but one of my favorites. But I kind of picture her as a less extreme version of someone like him, where <laughs> because what he does, he's perfect in every way. You know, his clothes, his business cards, <laughs> right, everything. Right. And then, um, and he's so disgusted by someone who isn't. He he right. kills homeless people. Yeah. Or kills one, or I don't know if he kills more than one, but he's so disgusted by the by their weakness. Right. He's not weak. Right. But he is killing hookers and having sex with hookers and Yeah. But he's so it's like he's choosing that he is right and that the people who are smell who smell on the street are the bad ones. Yeah. Even though he's the one, you know, rape you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So I mean, she's I'm... a very, very, very mild version of that. But to me, because it's like her hair <laughs> so is perfect, her lips somebody. are perfect. Yeah. She's going to have sex with hooker men if they exist. And then it's all going to turn out to be a delusion or maybe not. And you don't really know. The thing I think that bothers me the most in the video is when, and again, I, I, too, I think people know me well enough. If you do listen to the show a lot that I am kind of the no bullshit type of person. So part of me wants to be like, yeah, depression is in your head. Get outside. But the other side of me, that's like a a down to earth, sympathetic, empathetic person who has experienced depression for over 10 many well over 10 years yeah knows that that's not the case but what pisses me off i think the most in the video is when she says get have something to look forward to but that's depression you you could have i could have a trip to to fiji lined up yeah i would feel nothing yeah that's what depression is you have it's the inability to get it excited over nothing so when she says just look forward to something it's like no, no no you're missing the whole point when your brain has depression you can't feel excited yeah you could be getting married to the man of your dreams you could be doing this flying around the world you could be doing this podcast <laughs> uh and you're in you could have 50 dollars to spend at forever 21 <laughs> this is like when i feel high um and you'll still feel yeah. literally nothing so it's right it's there it's not just the thought of like oh just think this way it's like the overwhelming feeling trumps that exactly. that thing or whatever that it taints those things in a way that it makes it not you you don't take it in the same way you're not like hey i'm having fun playing basketball here exactly you're just like why am i even playing basketball why do even people you know what i mean right <laughs> but then it is i mean but then points that she says so um you know we're the most we have you know we're a first world country we have access to everything heated seats so she says heated seats but again it's like when you're depressed, that doesn't do it for you. You're looking for it like yeah. your brain wants to feel a deeper meaning to life and it's not feeling it. And heated seats ain't cheering you up. <laughs> but I do think there's something fundamentally probably in our culture is that we are lacking. We could have heated seats and we can have um, cool looking cars and, you know, all those yeah. things that would make you think, OK, I should be, you know should be happy because i have all of these things but i think there's something fundamentally very deeply wrong in our culture not just america but cultures that are like first worldy that we're lacking which is human to human interaction and um and uh you know using our hands like getting our hands dirty feeling like real humans i think we're missing this that's what people say that that are into like hunting and stuff like that like it's a total different experience when you hunt the animal kill it have to skin it do it all that kind of stuff it's like you have a completely different feeling about eating it and cooking and like the whole ritual right for thousands and thousands of years that's what we did so we're so because of technology and everything we're so disconnected from what makes us human beings yeah that i think it's not having heated seats that's going to make us happy it's getting 
and I'm not saying this will cure it, but it is getting back to some sort of foundation of being happy with, with just the warmth of a hug or stuff like that, you know, like more, more of a real connection, I guess, to other humans. Well, those things like you you got, if you get away from all those like connections and stuff that like the, like you're not flexing that muscle, you're not flexing the kind of muscle that keeps you connected and stuff. And so the more you're detached you are and the more you're getting kind of like negative input from Twitter or Facebook or whatever in the news, you're only getting that, but you're not getting the human connection. And so it's easier to, to kind of just drift away and get stuck in your own head. I mean, it's that's, I don't know. I mean, I didn't see the whole video, you know, just saw like little clips of that whole video. It's like, I think really it's that her attitude and disposition on this is probably going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. But like I said, I think it's f- for the people that don't feel that way and have no concept of what it's like to feel that way. Right. They'll just be like, yeah, that's how I feel. Cause yeah. they're identifying with her attitude about it, but it's really like, not like it's great advice. It's really not going to be helpful for anybody. I don't think anyone's going to be like, you know, I saw that video and then I was cured. Like if that happened, you probably weren't that depressed. You probably weren't depressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're probably just like, little upset (laughs) so i mentioned uh like when we first started doing this podcast a book that i had read um when i before i was on medication i didn't have insurance i didn't Mm. you know psychiatrist psychiatrist psychiatrists weren't calling me back blah 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 um i got this book called and i to this day i kept i've always forgotten to go back on this podcast and tell people what the book was the book was called feeling good colon the new mood the mood the new mood therapy. Um, so that's what the book was. And basically it's, it was saying medicine doesn't work. And hmm. it was one of the first books, I guess, that popularized cognitive behavioral therapy, okay, which yeah. I have heard a lot of success yeah. from. Um, but just a quick thing about it. It says um, there were studies done uh, from reading, feeling good and like, you know, putting those things into practice. Um, uh, uh, and it says, the evidence was limited um, of success because all the trials completed had only a very small number of participants. But of the studies, older adults with mild to moderate depression reading the book Feeling Good with uh, phone check-in sessions with those people seemed effective as a treatment for depression. So, I mean, it's this... So cognitive behavioral therapy is not what I'm referring to. It's this book specifically that mm. I'm referring to because I, I do know that CBT has has a lot of success. Yeah. But what reading this book, because I know for me, at, there were moments when I was reading the book that I was like, yes, I, I can come overcome this and I can change my way of thinking and blah, blah. But when you, when I wasn't, and I, I, I always talk about how I'm not a hard worker. I did not work hard with it. Like I read it thought about it, tried here and there for like a brief moment or two. And then, and then kind of went, nah, this is something that it's almost like you have to eat, breathe, sleep mm. this, the book and what he the says to time. do. And it's, it's pretty much impossible when you're also, well, number one, when you're lazy like me <laughs> and number two, when you're actually trying to do other things, you know, it's like during the day having, you know, 15 minute check-in or something you can do, but it's reality. Days go by quick. Mm. You haven't set your phone to, t- to remind you to check in with your thoughts. And, you know, yeah. I feel like that stuff is, is, is just seems so impossible. I guess I know there is a chance that it could work. Um, but this is not, I'm not saying what she says to do would work, 
but if you guys want to check out the book feeling good if you're mm. not on on a medication but the other thing is is that when i went off my antidepressants it was not me going oh i'm off my antidepressants this is why i don't feel good i'm forgetting i'm not taking my antidepressant and i'm not feeling good and so i do think medication helps yeah I, i'm proof of it and again it's definitely not a placebo effect because i'll wake up in the morning and have zero recollection of the fact that i've stopped taking my antidepressant because it's not something i would think about it's next to my bed i wake up pop it in my yeah. mouth go back to sleep whatever kind of thing um and then once i stopped doing that it wasn't like i was going i'm off antidepressants i should feel sad now and now i feel sad it's like no i am feeling sad and not aware that yeah, i'm not you taking totally my pills fe- yeah you feel yeah. different i mean i i noticed that a lot just because like I feel like when I was on antidepressants, I definitely reacted to things differently than I'm just like I don't like an impulse reaction. You watch something, you see something, like you know, what I mean? yeah. like like I remember. I think I don't know if I said this before. Like I, I like happy cried for the first time, and oh yes, thank I think God I, I got off that. the uh, antidepressants because yeah. I have not happy cried since then. <laughs> I was, happy crying is good. I just think of that man. That's. I also think sad crying is good too. I do feel well, yeah. like it's a great release of bad <laughs> yeah, toxic things. Totally. No, sad crying makes sense to me. Happy crying never made <laughs> sense to me. That always yeah. just seemed like girlfriends or girls yeah. like I knew that would and not like it's like all girls or whatever, but like you know what yeah, I mean that like just a, seems oh like God, a girl. So beautiful. Yeah, and that yeah. always like I even just now thinking about it, I'm like how cuz in my head when I cried or got that upset as a kid or whatever after my mom died and stuff it's like that is reserved for like the pit the worst kind of thing so how can someone just show you a thing of puppies and you're overwhelmed to the point where you cry that is like like why would that even happen but then when i was on the medication (laughs) (laughs) it like rewired my shit and so like all of a sudden i just (laughs) i don't even remember i think i don't know if i explained this before i had i think it was like a dream it happened a couple times, I think, while I was sleeping, but um, I noticed it happened a couple times while I was watching a movie Yeah, where I just was like, oh, right. But when I was dreaming, I think I woke up kind of like sobbing a little bit. It was, was like it was like being the like the uh, the being on the pills version of a wet dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like like a happy wet dream or something. Yeah. yeah. Like my like, me- why am I all wet? It's just but it's on my face. Yeah. It's so like I got a brain wet dream or something. Yeah. It's so funny. Like. <laughs> I was thinking about coaches. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking about like Jackie Robinson being the first like African American um, athlete to break the color barrier in pro sports or something. You know, like and I was, was, but that's I was I, thinking about like, man, that must have been like so hard for those coaches to stand up to those guys yes. and go like, no, we're gonna have him on the team. I think, the, I, pill, I think the pills turned you gay. I think that's it what it was. A little gay, a gay I mean, man. It's not like I never knew that or thought about that or never felt that way about but it. I was it never against deeper. it. Yeah, it like connected with my body and the feeling about it more than just an intellectual concept. Right. I and think they so should, that was different. I yeah. think they should change it from calling it like a happy cry to a beautiful cry. Because for me, I I'll have a quote unquote happy cry, but it's more because I'm so overwhelmed with how beautiful something feels or is and yeah. this is very rare like it i don't yeah. i don't happy beautiful cry a lot i used to cry, do it more than i do now but <laughs> the one time i had uh like a beautiful cry was um i got i've my since i've been like 10 years old i've had super severe migraines mm. and i think at this point i was like 16 or something and 
I had the worst migraine I'd ever had at that point. I've had worse ones since, but at that point, that was the worst migraine I'd ever had. I was vomiting and vomiting and vomiting, and I had to go to the emergency room and get, like, you know, shot up with shit. And I remember once the migraine went away, uh, it was – I sat on my porch. Uh I was at my parents, and I sat on my porch, and it was like – that post rain sky where it's like partly blue, the sun is kind of coming through the, the, the clouds a little bit where it's like dark, but also sunny. And then there was <laughs> some sort of like lot, like nature sound, like lots of birds chirping yeah. or something. And I sat on the, on the rocking chair thing on my porch and I had like a blanket wrapped around me. I, I felt like I was out of like in an insane asylum. I was just sitting there like rocking and I had a notebook cause I was like, I was feeling like, it's gone and now I'm free. Mm. And I remember sitting there seeing the the sun and the birds and just was sobbing a happy, beautiful sob because mm. it felt so good to not have pain. Yeah. And I, it was like, I was almost high without being high because the pain was so severe to right. then just feel normal to right. not have this fe- like the to be f- able to acknowledge like I'm so and yeah. grateful that I yeah. feel normal. And I'm, when I feel normal, I can hear the birds and yeah. I can see the, blue sky and i and yeah and i just and i it was definitely seemed seemed like the double rainbow guy or something i was like whoa (laughs) but i wasn't high but i felt so high because i just felt good but i think those cries are healthy but i definitely think sad cries are healthy too and i feel like nicole arbor i'm jumping to conclusions the way she does but (laughs) i think she probably doesn't have a lot of um sad cries i think she seems so okay with herself but i think you need a sad cry to yeah, further grow know. and become a bigger person and I'm, I, I mean I don't really like playing armchair psychologist because there's like so many things you can say I, you can say she's projecting you can say she's deeply insecure come on jump to conclusions like me <laughs> I hate being the well, only I one mean, I I my impression I what I would guess is that she probably has some insecurities about these things and so she needs to run like when she's saying this stuff she's not necessarily telling the audience she's telling herself and maybe that's some kind of basic psychology principle people say about like everything you say i don't know maybe that's why i'm saying what i'm saying now but like you know what i mean she's oh i don't say projecting i don't know if that's the right word but like she's saying this with such certainty and being so like definitive like no this is what it is because that's what she needs to tell herself every day to not have her go down that road right and so she has to kind of have that strict she she uh, manages herself with that kind of strict discipline to avoid anything bad happening. But there isn't there's a worry there, I think, that she may be avoiding because of that. You know, absolutely. I'm actually Googling right now. There's um there's a movie. Do you know the actor Michael Shannon? I don't know. He was in Boardwalk Empire. Did you ever watch? No, I don't think he's so. not super duper famous, but he's such a good actor. He's definitely a character actor. He's got a super intense face. He looks very intimidating. Oh. I saw him in real life excuse me in real life in new york city and i remember like making eye contact with him and he like gave me the stare of death like don't even think about coming up to me (laughs) still love him though um but he was in a movie uh where i feel like someone like um um, nicole arbor or uh or uh uh, american psycho christian bale and american psycho would do and i'm trying to look for the movie right now as i'm scrolling but Mm. i don't think i'll find it but he Oh, wait, no, it wasn't a movie. It was Boardwalk Empire. Oh. He was this extreme religious, like, Nazi, basically. Like, if, you know, you stray from God, you get punished oh, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And so he had cheated on his wife. 
And so he just sat in bed and was whipping himself with a belt. And it was such an amazing fucked up scene. It was uh-huh. so good. Um, but I feel like someone like her, if it's like she does something wrong or yeah. strays or isn't this perfect, yeah. whatever, maybe she had. Let's check her closet for belts. Is what I'm saying. Okay, so I know we're starting right. to get limited on time. Um, oh, are we? I don't know. Okay. So I'm going to. Did I, was that good? I don't know. I mean, that was great. I, it was okay, perfect. I don't know what. If, yeah, if I was I'm, terrible. I'm you were amazing. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I was. I was gonna say I don't like. You know the the arguments can sound like her in her video like strong if you haven't thought that much about it or whatever because when you get into this oh chemistry it's yeah, like it's really like, well if my body's made of chemicals how come I can't just think myself to be six two you know what right, I mean like exactly. you, there's some shit you just can't overcome because you're Asian just, KT and it's because I'm Asian <laughs> that's true half Asian come on give me some that's credit. true that's true and and I would like to just say with the happy crying thing. It was I looking back, it's kind of interesting because I think I understand it better where I had no concept of why people or, you know, girls did that, that I had witnessed girlfriends or whatever. But at the same time, I don't miss it. I definitely <laughs> I don't I don't want to feel like that for me. Yeah. And you know I mean, I don't know. If some pe- some people that love it. Some, yeah. It's like a be- but a I get it. Yeah. Thing. Some people it's a thing. I, I think that amount of overwhelming feeling i understand how that could happen but I, I don't think i could go through having that in terms of feeling happy and then crying because it i don't know yeah. <laughs> like it just doesn't feel right yeah for me yeah i, I don't know but well, I, you know i'm not a, i'm, I'm like i get mad at someone else they do it yeah well you would get mad at me so much <laughs> i used to be such a crier and i think um especially going off my antidepressants it's weird i Sometimes people say when you go on an antidepressant, you feel like a robot. And like mm. she even says that in the video. She's like, mm. uh, I think she does it's something about being a robot once you're on the antidepressants. But for me, it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. But now that I'm off of them, I actually am having a hard time crying where mm. I feel like it's I've, I want to cry. Oh. I want to do it. It's almost like orgasming or something. It's like, I want a guy. I yeah. can get there. That's I can get there, but I can't. On, on the, did you feel like that on the medication? Everyone said like they can't orgasm. On the medication. I never it's, had that problem, but people said that. The sex stuff for me was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It definitely affected me sexually. Yeah. And then I, I get mean, really I, awkward about talking about it. And I still, oh, I'm trying to get, as you can see on the chalkboard behind you, I'm trying oh. to get sex with Emily. She's uh, she's huh? got a podcast, this girl, Emily Morse. <laughs> you just said, I'm trying to get sex with Emily. <laughs> like, okay. I could, could understand how that would sound wrong. <laughs> I, uh, there's this girl, Emily, Dr. Emily Morse. She's like a sex doctor. And, okay. Um, I've been on her podcast and and she's been on my other one, but I want to get her on this one to talk about depression and sex and stuff yeah. like that because I know it's such a thing. But for me, I, I right now even my palms get like oh I'm sweaty. Sorry. I'm like yeah. ah, it makes me no, it's not your fault. Um, it's my uh, total ma- immaturity that that's to blame. Well, yeah, I but mean, it's know. a big topic, and I I'm I keep teasing that I want to talk about it. I am eventually going to talk about it. One, I'm procrastinating emailing her to emailing her, and yeah. two, I really just no i'll be so awkward that episode yeah anyway um it is something though that people need to i think know that they're not the only one it is very common not like let alone not on medication like how you feel how you go about stuff how you respond to you know sexual contact or intimacy or whatever and then let alone when you're on medication i think the and whole then thing especially was, if there's someone like who has sexual trauma and they're depressed yeah or something i mean like there's it. just so many variables all mixed up in there it's it's I, I think that's what my my opinion on on uh, medication, all that stuff in general is. It's it works differently for everybody, and you really don't know until you try. There's so many different medications, different amounts, 
And it's the combination of what therapy are you doing? Cognitive behavioral therapy, talk therapy. Yeah, are you doing EMDR? Trial. Are you doing like all these different What's things? MDR? EMDR? EMDR? It's like eye movement uh, desensitization oh, or whatever. I've known some down. people that have like done that or whatever. Okay. It's it's for it's like trauma trauma victims like go th like more for PTSD I think they started but they do it for people that have experienced trauma and like and uh eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Yeah, there it's you the go. Psychological treatment that was originally designed to alleviate the distress associate or yeah, the distress associated with traumatic memories. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm Yeah. Look that up. And so that's been helpful for people. So there's all these different types of therapy. So it's like what combination works for you? You just honestly have to try them. And that's what kind of is daunting or seems overwhelmed. Like, oh, fuck, I don't want to, I gotta find a therapist. I got to find that. I got to try medication. I got to try this. And it seems scary. You get uncomfortable, nervous. But the reality is there is some combination out there for you that will work. Yeah. It's just we're all so different. And these, these behavior, these treatments are kind of just uh, in a zone. It's like a, I don't want to say blanket, but it's like, it's not pinpoint accuracy. Like, oh, this neuron is misfiring. Boom, we'll right, just fix it. Right, it's not that it. easy. It's, never it's that kind of like a, a generalized thing of like, this medication will alleviate this, but now you got to do the work over here to help that Absolutely. out. Absolutely. It's and like it's that. A combination I feel like of things. everything in health. Because yeah. I know for me with my migraines, it was like, well, this medication will work, but then, you know, um, I'm getting this also this type of headache, so that medication will yeah. work for this. So then you're gonna have to stop, you know, with the whatever yeah. caffeine or here's right this. food and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So anyway, but, overall, like that, that's what I can understand that feeling daunting. But I do believe that everybody has to has some combination of things. That's why it's not all just hey, just toughen up and just pick yourself up. Don't be a pussy. It's not just that, but it's also not hey, just take the pill and you'll be cool. Exactly. You know what I mean? it's, yeah. You gotta balance. find that combination. Everything is balance. Everything is balance. I always say that. Yeah. So before you have to go, um, we're gonna do my oh, yeah. segments. Let's do it. Uh, so who's sadder? We're, com <laughs> we're comparing. Usually we'll do like celebrities or something, but today is a little different. So who do you think is sadder? Cat people. Oh man. Or I don't even want to know that cat people. <laughs> cat people, and I'm saying this as a cat person. <laughs> I love cats. Cat people or reptile people. You know like the weirdos with the snakes and the lizards and I'm stuff. I'm just so biased like cat people. Like I was ready to say cat people before you even said the yeah, next Yeah, I was one. like cat people or someone who's lost all four limbs. And you're like cat people. <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even understand the reptile people. It's more like uh I've no, I feel like I've known people that have had like snakes and iguanas and stuff like that. And it's more like, uh, I don't know how, if they're sad, they're, they're just trying to carve their own path and no one's paying attention. So they're <laughs> right. like, but it's a, it changes color too. Like, huh? Like it's, I, right. I don't know. It's, it's like a I, I lost kind of thing. <laughs> there used to be this show on like TLC or some like terrible channel that I love watching. I love really bad TV, but uh, it was something like. It was a it, it was stories about people who were killed by their weird exotic oh, pets shit. or something. Yeah, someone had a And so there was always ones with like people who had snakes yeah. or like crocodile in their crocodile. Yeah, yeah, literally. That's stupid. And to me, so that's my perception. <laughs> oh, I see what you're of, saying. It's like I'm the Nicole Arbor of lizard people. I'm like, you just don't need lizards and snakes. <laughs> just like throw them away and right. be normal. You right. know? But I that's how I perceive all of them. Whereas cat people I find cat people to be um, my my perception on the cat thing is that you have liking cats is uh, is harder than liking dogs. Yeah. You have to be more open minded, and so I find people that like cats to be 
cool people. Not all of them, hmm. but a lot of them, because it takes a little extra energy or effort to be like, oh, I love this thing because it's so cold back to me oh, sometimes I see what or you're something. Saying. So it's like. See, I feel, I look at, oh, sorry, go finish your thought. It's a, a, there's actually, um, I had this thought long, like, I've always thought this, but in one of Adam Carolla's books, you know, he kind of does the like. That racist Nazi white supremacist. <laughs> My hero. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, I love Adam, but he. Um, had in one of his books, I think it was in Fifty Years Will All Be Chicks. Uh, he talked about cat people versus dog people. Okay, and he said he articulates everything so well, but he articulated my thoughts exactly on cat people. Like it's he just stole a little, your bit. He, <laughs> he yeah, mind hacked you. Yeah, he stole my uh, my <laughs> bit because I'm very popular and I'm on TV and everyone knows me. Um, but he, the, so I should have actually looked that up before I did this. Um, but anyway, I think yeah. I do think lizard people are sadder. Really? See, that's funny that you said that about cat people because i didn't look at it that way i always look at it as cat people are people that like having pets but don't really want to do that much for their pet ah, because it's always like i always feel like people are like well it's a cat i mean yeah i could just go out of town for two weeks it doesn't give a shit I'll leave you know for what four I mean? months and he'll yeah. totally be fine yeah it'll yeah. be cool and yeah. it's just like you don't you want to have like mild responsibility for the animal they're like so that's why i'm kind of like you're not that <laughs> Worried. That's funny. That's yeah. a, that's a good perspective on it too. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because as we're talking, my dog is sitting here. Your dog hasn't moved at all. He hasn't because I'm here, and so he's calm. If mm. I had, if I was moving right now throughout the apartment, mm, he would yeah. just be following my every footstep. Yeah. And then if I tried to pet him, he would bite me. Huh. Um. But after having him, the amount of responsibility I actually put away, so you can't see it. But he has Prozac now. I'm giving him every morning, what? and it's in like a a tube where you have so much shots you know what a shot oh, yeah, looks yeah. like but it's just a t you push it up but it looks like a shot um and so this lotion comes out i put it in his ears Whoa. um and i, I think didn't know dogs do that yeah because he's in he's his anxiety mm, is yeah. so insane yeah um anyway so after all of the work that i've put into him i i am like wow yeah. i want a cat so bad <laughs> i see what you're saying because this guy is worse than having a child <laughs> yeah well that's the thing i mean dogs you know it's a different care for that and then yeah. Also, I was going to say with this, maybe with this subject of the animals, but also with Nicole Arbor's video. We Speaking just, of animals, Nicole Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> we kidding. don't know what direction the causal arrow is pointed for a lot of things. What I mean is like what is cause and effect or what's correlated, but not necessarily causation. And it can kind of go either way. So I think sometimes like when you were saying this about your dog, it's like, there is generally a connection, I think, between people and their pets of like dogs pick up on your anxiety. So they'll go more anxious because you're anxious. But at the same time, you can't like, I think, make a full blown anxious dog just because you're anxious. There's their animals are going to be depressed or anxious or they're going to have a level of variable variable temperaments just like people or any other kind of animal and stuff, too. So the combination of maybe them being predisposed yeah predisposed to being that way i've had uh friends that have animals that have similar afflictions to them and maybe that's why they get along but i don't think they call i don't think the you know owner caused no. it <laughs> i know for a fact <laughs> i am not causing his depression his anxiety yeah when i got him he was super duper anxious and i was like i don't know if i yeah. can handle this dog and then it's only so he was fine and then a year ago i think because he is 
he does have really bad cataracts. So I think he's mm. losing his vision he's old, yeah. and getting dementia. I yeah. think that's why the anxiety has gone through the roof. Yeah. But, but then um, he also, you know, he picks up on your situation too. So it kind of just all goes together. Totally. He's like, this bitch is sad. <laughs> I'm going to be sad. <laughs> well, if you're running around and he can't see or what's going on and you know, you're like, oh, and he's yeah. like, oh what's going on? Yeah. Are we frantic now? Yeah. Totally. Totally. Okay. So we're introducing a brand new segment. Wait, I was going to say, I forgot one thing. Sorry. I was going to say with cat people though, yeah. I was like with lizard people, reptile people you've never seen some old lady with like 1500 iguanas in her house <laughs> no, you know what i mean right, like right. they never get that sad yeah, you know I, I, mean? yeah <laughs> I think the i think the cat people can get sadder but i think on a normal oh, level I see what you're saying. reptile people are sadder i think to me reptile people play video games alone in their basement <laughs> and have yeah, what's wrong with video games i like video games absolutely <laughs> nothing literally nothing um okay so uh new segment it's okay. called freudian slips oh okay so i'm gonna just it's going to be, we've all seen this kind of before. I'm going to say a word. You say the first thing that comes into your head. Oh, Don't think fast. And I have a, I have a list. Okay. Okay. Um, and it literally don't, don't edit. Don't edit yourself. Okay. Okay. Patriarchy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Medication. Lexapro. Constipation. Uh, bathroom. Oh, you're boring. I know. Sorry. S- sexual harassment. I know. I feel like I'm like <laughs> I'm like the kid who like did the Mad Libs like correctly. Yes. Yes. Like the boy did run fast. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, you're supposed to put a weird answer. Right. Why? But that w- that would be wrong. <laughs> um. All right. Sexual harassment. <laughs> sexual harassment. Uh. Aziz and sorry. Narcissists. Uh. Progressives. The podcast. Oh, was that wrong? Oh, am I gonna just- <laughs> No, that was perfect. This podcast. Um. Fun. Liars. Uh, I thought of choir for some reason. That oh. rhymes with that. I don't well, know. I was saying you're a liar because you said the podcast was oh, fun. Oh, sorry. No, I was kidding. That was supposed to be a joke. Oh. <laughs> um, pizza with pineapple. What's the big deal? Right. Well, am I supposed to say one word answer? Do I don't know how to. You can do a phrase. I don't know how to play this game. I'm yeah, terrible. Yeah, no, you're perfect. <laughs> uh, my hair. Poofy. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> it does look bad right now. Right. Uh, social media. I hate it. Traffic annoying uh i don't know i'm not very good come at this. on yeah am comic. i supposed to give a funny answer no for the first word that comes to your head first it word. could be traffic sucks bumper like, yeah okay i don't know stand-up yeah. comedy uh, annoying all right last one <laughs> uh my my toes toes <laughs> Not bad, huh? I just added that in. That yeah. wasn't that. Just because <laughs> I'm like, not wearing socks right now, and I feel oh, okay. weird that my yeah. feet are exposed. I don't understand toenail polish. That one, because I don't really understand nail polish in I, general. When I was younger, hated toenail polish. I thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. It's like we know, you're, we know what's under there. Stop lying. And then I got older, and I'm like, ew, my feet look really gross, and I need to make them fancy. So that's that's what the deal is. But with. even when you're wearing socks and stuff like that's what I understand. It's like. It's like when girls are like, oh, I'm wearing sexy underwear, but it's just for me. It's like my toenails are painted in, J- but it's in just my boots. Yeah, yeah, it's like, Well, why? actually, yesterday I went somewhere wearing sandals because it's relatively warm here, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, uh, I'll make use of the toenail polish here. But does anyone look at your toenails? Yes, believe me. If, if a woman, just people in general, like if you're walking and you see a woman without toenail polish on, you're like, oh, this lady's got... Has anyone, have you, you've caught someone looking at your toes when you had like no nail polish on and been like... <laughs> Not in a long time because I haven't not had it on in so long you should do that but you know what happens let's see what happens i used to have the most beautiful toenails <laughs> and then i started wearing nail polish discolored oh really? now they're like yellowy oh because i don't so put like a base just like a them. base coat and yeah so uh, now i'm like addicted to it because my toenails are like yellowy now that's how i get you yeah anyway 
I am going to cut. Well, could you have time for two more minutes? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sure. after that, I just know because yeah. it's four fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Already. Okay. Yeah. So while we were talking, I just kind of said, you know, anxiety can ravage your body and yeah. stress can. So just I just wanted for F that shit uh, to read some common effects of stress on your body, your mood and your behavior. OK, so some um, effects can give you headaches, muscle tension and pain, chest pain, fatigue, change in sex drive, upset stomach, sleep problems and then diseases eventually. Uh, common effects of stress on your mood, anxiety, restlessness, lack of motivation or focus, feelings of being overwhelmed, irritability or anger, sadness and depression, and then common effects of stress on your behavior, overeating or undereating, angry outbursts, drug or alcohol abuse, tobacco use, social withdrawal, exercising less, less often. And it just, all of those things then perpetuate, you know, further problems. So try to not be stressed and have anxiety. Yeah. Um, but it really does. I want to go more into depth about what it can actually do to wreak havoc on your actual body. Well, like I think that's the thing is those things. things you really feel those. I think that's the thing like Nicole Arbor, some of these other people, they think like you're imagining it and you're not really feeling it. it's like, no, these things you are, are physically, really physically feeling these yeah. symptoms. It's just more like you may not actually be having a heart attack, but you believe because the symptoms feel so strong that you are. And that's like puts you in this weird state you know right totally well this was fun thank you for doing this yeah thanks for having um, me i am gonna let you go because i know you're in a hurry and uh i didn't say thank you at the top of the show to my patreon people oh, yeah thank them i was funny because i was like i need to get out the list and then i totally <laughs> brushed over it um i get sometimes i do intros alone like yeah. without the guest here and then oh, just beforehand. add it to the show but it's kind of a pain in the butt and i don't really want to do that um and so but the reason I do is because I get anxious starting the show with other with someone in front of oh. me. So that's why I forgot to read um, my thank yous. But I'm going to read them now really quickly. Um, so I want to say thank you to Camille S. Uh, Caddy M. Alfredo DC. So thank you so much for contributing to Patreon. Um, Patreon helps me grow so much. You have no idea. So now I'm getting merchandise produced so that we're going to have beanies. Oh, cool. Beanies, T-shirts and um stickers for now it's super insanely expensive to do merchandise i can't even believe how much it is um and so once i get it uh, i'll let you guys know how you can purchase it and then if you do support the show on patreon anyone who gives 20 dollars or more a month gets a free merchandise item Whoa. um and not the sticker the sticker will come regardless like that's like whatever that's a throwaway <laughs> um but so go to patreon.com mentally chill two bucks a month five bucks a month and obviously Anything more than that is super helpful. <laughs> but just 2 or $5, you have no idea what a difference that's making in my life and, um, and helping me grow the show. So please keep on it. We have a Facebook page also now. So you can go to facebook.com. I guess it's slash mentally-chill. And uh, we will see you there. Otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter at Kristen Carney. And where can we find you, KT? Me? I hate Twitter, but at KT Tatara, I'm on there. And uh, I always just say Google KT and comedian. I'm the only guy named KT that's a comedian, I think. Um, Wouldn't that be weird if there were like five KTs? Actually, you know, something came up on YouTube the Louis other day. KT. It was like an, an Indian dude, like some guy in India. Really? Said KT <laughs> comedy. He's like speaking Hindi or something. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's shit, so funny. I can't say that. But I mean, in America. You well, know. you're not white. So it's like you're the same person, basically. Yeah, Him, whether he's Indian or not. I'm we just kidding. switch off. Yeah, I'm, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, all right. Well, follow KT on Twitter, even though he hates it. Uh, yeah. And uh, you are on Instagram too, but you don't. Yeah. 
Same thing. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, you don't post much. I you know, you never followed media. me. I like followed you. You never followed me back. Oh, I'm sorry. What oh, an shit. asshole. Is that why you what invited me on this podcast? Yes, yeah, so I could tell you. This I'll follow you back. All time. <laughs> uh, well, I, yeah, okay. Anyway, we will see you on Instagram, and I will see you guys next week. And remember, stay sad enough to listen, but not too sad. <laughs> see you next time.